praise the living Jesus. Ladies and gentlemen, Scripture says, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. So this morning, be glad, be excited, because in the presence of God, there is a blessing for you and I. Maybe some of you are coming for the first time, so we are excited to have you. But God is not surprised you are here this morning, and because God is all-knowing. Before today, God knew you are going to be here today. So God has a blessing for you, and it is my pray that you will receive that blessing in the name of Jesus. This morning, we've been speaking this month about the Great Commission. And the Great Commission really is evangelism. It's about reaching out to the lost. It's about sharing the love of Christ. So, and, 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 we've, and, and we know, we've said so many things about Great Commission. Scripture says, go ye into the world. It didn't say, go ye into the world, those who of you are pastors. He didn't say hell that. He said, go into the world. You and I, it is our responsibility. There are people in your circle that I cannot reach. Only you can reach them. If you don't reach them, they will perish. And so, their blood will be on your neck. So it is important that you and I will share the gospel. Pastor Fernando spoke to us the second Sunday of the month. He said the great commission has become the great omission. People have omitted the, 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 the commission. They removed the commission and they have put omission there because they have omitted what is the necessary, what is important. What is important? This morning, I was enjoying the Sunday school. I felt like even if I don't preach this morning, we can go home. Because this morning, I really want to speak on, I want to speak on five reasons why we don't evangelize. Five reasons. And so, when Sunday school was going, I said, God, don't let people talk about my message too much. Because then there will be nothing to preach about. There will be nothing to say. We might as well pray and share the grace. Because ladies and gentlemen, evangelism, you don't have to evangelize. It's evangelism is not just for evangelists. Does that make sense? There are some people, they are called to the ministry of evangelists. They will carry placards, they will do all those things, they will go on the bus, they will, they will get megaphone, and they will, and they will, and they will be preaching. Those are evangelists. But you don't need to be an evangelist to evangelize. So don't say, well, I'm not a pastor. I'm sure we've all said this, or somebody close to you have said, I'm not the one that killed Jesus. So it's not that deep. It is deep. Pastor Fadeke said that if you see somebody who's about to get crushed by a car, you will run and rescue them. Whether they are young, whether they are old, whether they are mad or not. So it's interesting that we are so no talent when we see life being destroyed. You know, as I'm preaching to you this morning, I've already preached this message to myself. Okay, so as I'm talking to you, I'm talking to me. Okay? So, I'm talking to myself also. And I want to go straight into my message this morning. I don't want to waffle about I want to go straight because I want us to pray. The Great Commission is a necessity. It's not a, it is a command. It's an instruction. You know, I mean, I'm, well, I want to say I'm in the army. Well, I'm in the army, so to speak, because I'm, 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 an, I'm an adult cadet instructor in the army. So, when my, when, when my boss says, when we are in uniform and they give an instruction, you follow it. They've moved me from one detachment to another. And thank God the mood favored me. I don't have a choice. I don't have it because we have from 13 to 18 or 16, they, they, you know, we train them. So we try to give them the lifestyle of an army. Some of them are thinking of going to the, into, into, into the army. So we try to imbibe the culture in them. I say, when your boss said this, you run with it. 
Later you can complain. Alright, the first reason why we don't evangelize as Christians is because of fear. It's because of fear. Very quickly, Proverbs 29 and verse 25. It's because of fear. In fact, fear is the most important thing. Fear is number one. Oh, the fear of rejection. The fear of losing their jobs. The fear of ah, my reputation. I don't want people to say I'm one of those Christians. Scripture says, fear of a man will prove to be a snare. But whoever trusts in the Lord is kept safe. Ladies and gentlemen, fear. People have fear of being ridiculed. They have fear of being abused, being assaulted. Ladies and gentlemen, fear is false evidence appearing real. As they say, half of the time, what we are fearful about don't actually happen. I'm telling you, half of the time, what you are fearful about is just in our head. So ladies and gentlemen, people are so afraid to share the gospel with others. Oh, they will think they will, I will lose friends. Oh, they, they begin to call me church girl or church boy when I was a student. Oh, if you ask me how was my weekend, you are in trouble. I will preach the gospel to you, what I learned in church. So there are some friends, they start calling me Christian brother. So when they see me coming north, they go west. <laughs> because they say, how are you? Oh, I'm fine. Oh, I will start preaching to them. Because you came to ask me, how am I? I will tell you why I'm fine. And what is making me to be fine. You see, in the midst of our fear, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not saying be a nuisance. No. But it is important. It is a necessity. We need to remember the gospel is the good news. Everybody wants good news. Even my boss, at, even your boss at work, everybody wants good news. Oftentimes, I tell people, I wonder what my life will be if, I don't, if I'm not working in church full time. I think some jobs, they will have sacked me. Because it's not possible for me not to preach. I don't know. I don't know how it's like. I don't know. I'm not sure I will last long. But it is important that we, 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 we overcome our fear. Okay? And how do we overcome our fear? God is with you always. Isaiah 41 and verse 10. Scripture says in Psalm 34 and verse 4, I sought the Lord and he answered me. Ladies and gentlemen, we need to overcome our fear. What is the worst that could happen? What is your greatest fear? There are people who are preaching the gospel at the point of death, at the point of their life being taken, and they still won't give up. I mean, how many people are threatening to kill you and I? That because of what is reputation? What is reputation? You, if you lose a job, you get another one. So, workplace, you will see, you will see Muslims when it's time for prayer, they will go and pray. But Christians will be using work as an excuse not to go to church. Ladies and gentlemen, I pray that God will help us to be able to, to, be able to preach the gospel. To be able to, our life, our lifestyle should be an example of the gospel. What we do, what we say, don't allow fear to rule you. Scripture says God has not given us the spirit of fear, but the spirit of faith. Because what faith is to God is what fear is to the devil. Faith will swell your passion for God and fear will follow passion for the devil. I pray you are 
overcome your fear in the name of Jesus. I said, I pray for you, you overcome your fear in the name of Jesus. Because fear is a liar. Fear has no good. Psalm 34 and verse 4. Let's read that scripture properly. Psalm 34 and verse 4. I sought the Lord and he answered me. He delivered me from my fear. So whatever you are fearful about, God is able to deliver you. God is able to deliver you. People think, oh, I don't want people to think I'm judging them. Or I'm, you are not judging anybody. You are not criticizing anybody. You are just simply saying the truth of the gospel. You are saying the gospel truth. Number two, don't know. James chapter 1 verse 5. Some people say, oh, because this, this emanates from fear. Oh, I don't know what to say. I don't even know how to say. If you don't know what, you won't know how. If you, you can imagine you enter an exam hall. If you don't know the answer, how can you answer it? <laughs> it is when you know the answer, you now begin to what you now work on is, so how is the best way to approach this? James 1 and verse 5 says, if you lack wisdom, you should ask God. If you lack wisdom, many Christians' excuses for not evangelizing is that they don't know what to say or how to say. What if I can, I can answer questions? What if, you know, you know, you know, what if I do a bad job? What if I push people away? I just don't know. Ignorance. I'm confused. This, this, this shows fear and lack of confidence in our ability to share the gospel. We need to be equipped. We need to trust that God will use even the, 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 the fearable attempt. You see, God is interested that even in the midst of your fear, nobody goes out. Nobody goes out and is not fearful. You know, excuse me to use this example. The, the, the fight last night with Anthony Joshua. The guy that was going to fight him, he was interviewed. Are you afraid? He said, every boxer is afraid. The moment you step on the, on, 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 in, the, in, the, in the boxing ring, fear comes. But your ability to overcome that fear will determine your victory. If you don't overcome the fear... The moment they rang the bell, it is too late. The moment you enter, you can't go back. Before they, so between, between six months of planning and the moment they rang the bell, you must over, overcome that fear. The moment they rang the bell and you are still fearful, you have lost. And that's what Muhammad Ali would use to, to people. But it is important that, that we are equipped we are equipped. Now people say, I, I don't know what to say. I don't know how to go about it. Okay, very quickly, there are three effective ways to evangelize. Still on point number two. Three effective ways to evangelize. Evangelism is storytelling. Ladies and gentlemen, that is what evangelism is. You are telling people about a man who loves the world so much that came to die for them. It's storytelling. But not just a storybook, but the story about Jesus and the kingdom of God. Ladies and gentlemen, there are three stories you can tell. You can tell the story of Jesus. 
You can tell your own story. And you can tell other people's story. Ladies and gentlemen, the story of Jesus, last week Sunday school, we're talking about different approaches to preach the gospel. The love of God. Everybody wants to be loved. I'm telling you. Everybody wants to be loved. Nobody wants to be rejected. So tell them the story of Jesus. Tell them how he came to die for us. And you can imagine if somebody, even in your sinful nature, even in your, even the way you are, there's somebody who, who is willing to die for you, who is willing to help you regardless. And you say it in, the, in a manner they will understand. There's no way. I've, I've seen people in barrier. After preaching about, about, you know, the sudden death, they did altar call. You will be amazed how many people give their life to Christ on the burial ground. Because, like, wow, life is too short. After sharing, they say the love of Christ. You know, you might not have, tomorrow might, might not be granted to you. So, we seize, we seize moments to be able to tell the story of Jesus. Depending on where we are and what we are doing, will determine the kind of stories we tell. You can tell your own story. Myself and Minister Tosin, the fact that our our parents were pastors, we are we are picket children. I can I can relate with a pastor's son, a pastor who is struggling to go to church. My daddy used to force us to go to church. I have a story to tell. If somebody had told me today I'll be a pastor, <laughs> I would say you are you are joking. Me, pastor, I don't like church. I don't hate church. I just church was just long. We live. <laughs> If you know Lagos, we leave Lagos, we go to some water. Sometimes we leave on 7 a.m. in the morning, we come back 8 p.m. at night. Am I the one that killed Jesus? Did I, what did I do to Jesus? When you enter traffic, Lagos traffic, you will sleep there. When we are doing, when we are doing anniversary, the pastor can preach for four hours. Just preaching. My God. When I came to UK and service one hour, I say, they don't preach. Praise and worship my church in, in Nigeria. It's one service. We start at 9, we at 6 p.m. Praise and worship, brother, is three hours. You will clap, you will clap, your hand will tear, you will continue. When the, when the pastor comes to preach like this, he will now start his own song. Ha! You will not be looking like St. Luke's. You will look, 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 look. Tell them your story. So you can, I can relate. My daddy was Sunday school teacher, and mommy was money counter. So because my daddy was Sunday school teacher, we have to be in church early to arrange the, the chairs. And up they, in that church, they only count money after the service. So my mommy will wait to count money. So where do we, where will we go? Ha, it was tough. So if you told me I will be a pastor, me, past what? Why? It's impossible. It cannot happen. But look at me. So I can tell them my, how I encountered Jesus. I gave my life to Christ when I came to UK. When I came to Nottingham to study, I gave my life to Christ. So I can share my experience. Tell them your story, how you encounter Christ. Tell them your life before Christ. There are people who are in gangs who are just living life, what they think is life. Tell them. People, people, people will understand that story and they will relate with you. If it, or tell them the story, people's story. There may be people who are close to you, who got healed from illnesses, diseases, things. Look at even the scriptures. Remember with the issue of the blood. Look at Moses. Look at big, big stories in Bibles and tell the people. But ladies and gentlemen, whatever story you tell, Christ must be the center of it. Because only Him can save. Whatever I'm saying about my own story, 
Christ must be at the middle of it. It's not what I do or what I didn't do. Even though I would tell them that I made myself available, but God touched me. So listen, James, so you realize that, wow, I actually know what to say. Just share your experience. You are among your contemporaries, your colleagues. Just tell them in your own simple way. Tell them. And trust me, these, these three ways, they are very effective. Because it's all about telling story. The story of Jesus. How he, how he came into your life. I pray God will help us in the name of Jesus. Number three, busyness. The third reason why people are not preaching the gospel, they are too busy. They've occupied every, the free moment they have, they have gone to the gym. The free, moment, the free time they have, they have gone to one club. They have done this. They, have, they, they want to catch up with friends. Where are you catching up with the unbelievers? When are you catching up with the unsaved? Ephesians 5, verse 15 to 17. We feed our life. You see, ladies and gentlemen, don't get me wrong. These things are important. Work is important. School is important. Education is important. Gym is important. But also, evangelizing is important. It's a necessity. Be very careful then how you live. Not as unwise, but wise. Verse 16. Making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Number 17. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand the, the, what the will of the Lord is. Don't be foolish. Actually, Jesus is coming soon. Life is too short. When you, there are opportunities will always come your way. You say, oh, I'm too busy. You see your colleagues who is, who, is, who is in a mood. Somebody who is funny. Somebody who is lively. You feel like, well, what's my own? I don't, I, don't, I don't want trouble. Let me just stay in my lane. You've missed that moment. You've missed that opportunity. Oh, I'm too busy. When I'm done, when I'm done. There are always the things to do. But plan for evangelism. Even scripture says in Act 1-8, you will receive power. After the Holy Ghost has come upon you, you become witness first in Jerusalem. Your, what, your Jerusalem is the people around you. How many of you preach to? If you are too busy to preach to your colleagues at work, or to your siblings at home. Forget about people you don't know. Even the people you know. You are so cold to preach to them. You are too busy for them. Ah, strangers, you don't even have time. When they say hello, you shun them out. We need to be careful that we don't allow our obligations and our activities to crowd out biblical priorities. Sharing the gospel is a priority. I was challenging us, I say some of us, even on our social media pages, if you go on it, you wonder, is this person really a Christian? Are they really born again? Because of the things that is on their social media, they, they, they hardly talk about Jesus. Paul planted Apollos water. God made the increase. What you say is not what transforms people, but they sow a seed in them. We need to be aware so that we are, we are not overshadowing things that we don't even have time. Because some people generally don't have time because they pick up shift on Sundays. They didn't even have time to go to church. How much more preaching the gospel? If you don't have time to hear God, we just have to talk about Him. What are you saying? You don't even have time to pray. I pray God will help us in the name of Jesus. I'm not underscoring the necessity of work, of school, of, of these things, but we need to also create time. If you create time to eat every day, create time for God. 
Even if you don't have time to go out, share things on your social media page, on your WhatsApp status, on your WhatsApp stories. Share things. Share things. You will be amazed how many people watch your WhatsApp story every day. You'll be amazed. People don't even believe I watch their WhatsApp story. I'm telling you. I see. Number four, bad past experiences. Some people, the reason why they don't want to preach the gospel is bad experience, as we are saying in Sunday school. Bad experience. Oh, the last time they went evangelism, oh, people cursed them, shouted at them. In fact, it was the, the goal of evangelism is not to converse. It's not to argue scripture. No, there's a place for that. No, there's a place for that. A bad experience sharing the gospel can discourage us from reaching out again or for a long time afterwards. But it is important. Your bad experience will make you better. What can you learn from it? Some people's bad experience because of their approach. And some people, no matter how you try to approach them in a nice way, they'll be nasty to you. God still loves them. There's some, like Mr. Tosin said, there's something they are missing. John chapter 16 and verse 33. No matter what your experience is, don't allow that to cloud your judgment. We all have, some people don't even have experience. It's what they have been told. Ah, if you go to that people, you know, here say, ah, that auntie, hey, that your neighbor, you are the new neighbor, that person, don't talk to, so, in your mind, you, you, you just accept it. Have you experienced it? No. He says, I've told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world, you will have troubles. One of the troubles is people, people, people rejecting the scriptures. People rejecting us. Just because people, people are busy today, pray to God for grace, and when you get a chance, go again. Go again. Go again. Some people, like we said, maybe they don't even... They were asked so many questions. They have no clue what the answer was. Why did bad things happen to good people? Even go on Google these days. They are scriptures. They are what people have said to help us. Because some people, when you go and meet them, they just want to argue you that all they are saying is rubbish. So what is the solution? Spend time to pray. Some people, before you go and evangelize, as you are leaving your house today, say, God, give me the grace. Help me to be able to minister to anyone today. Put them in prayers. Be prepared. And like we said also, renew your courage by trusting God. And also, take time to study if you are unable to answer some difficult questions. takes time. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. What you don't have, you cannot give. You cannot give. Holy Spirit will only remind, remind you that thing that you have studied. Study, Scripture says, study to show yourself approved. Study. I want to encourage us. You see, all of us, we all have a role to play. There are people in your circles that I, can't, I don't have access to them. 20 years to this time, I may not meet them at all. But you see them every day. Some, some of us, even at work, maybe because your previous job, you had bad experience in your new job, you don't want nobody to know that you're a Christian. No. You, just, you just do undercover. People, your, your colleagues will ask you at work, how was your weekend? Ha, ah, my God. Oh, it's not, nothing much. I tell them there is a lot. I went to church on Sunday. It was fantastic. It was great. 
I learned so much. And they keep asking you, you go to church on Sunday? Yes, I do. I'm a Christian. I'm a religious person. So don't let, our, let us not allow our bad experiences to, to, to deter us from preaching the gospel. It's part of the process. Scripture says, count it all joy. When you go to divers, divers, different types, different kinds, count it all joy. Be joyful. Be joyful. People who are, who, who are arguing the scriptures because there is a truth they have not caught, like we said. Keep them in prayers. Don't give up on them. It's a matter of time. You may start the conversation. Somebody else might finish it. But if you never start it at all, there's no foundation. I pray God will help us in the name of Jesus. As I'm speaking to you, I'm speaking to me. Number five, hypocrites. The reason why some people don't preach is because they are hypocrites. They are living a double standard life. Your sister you want to preach to. You both of you went to the club last night. On Friday night. You went to the club. You went to go and, you went to go and dance in the club. You came back at uh, 5 a.m. in the morning on Saturday. And then on Sunday you say, praise God. God is good. And you want her to come with you. You say, I'm not going. You don't, you don't even have the mouth to ask her. Let's go now. Because you know. Your housemate, they know that uh, we saw what you are wearing to, to out the other day. And you are telling me that you want me to go to your church. I'm okay. So they don't even have they don't even have the courage. You see what you see hypocrisy. You know what it does. Hypocrisy tarnishes our testimony, and it makes it appear that there is no reality in what we say about Jesus and the truth of the Bible. Hypocrisy tarnishes our test. It destroys our testimony per time. It, I tell people, it's my friend's 21st birthday. So because of that, I want to go, want to go and do it. want to fall down to the club. Tell her, sorry, I'm not going. She will forgive you. Don't think that if you lose our friend, that means that friendship is over. It's not like you pick Jesus or you pick your friends. One night in the club can mess everything. Mark chapter 4 and verse 19. Mark chapter 4 and verse 19. Some people, we are just hypocrites. We live a double stand, you know, a double life. He says, but the worry of this world, the deceitfulness of wealth, and the desires of other things comes in and shook the world, making it unfruitful. When we live a stubble than that life, what we do is the word of God is shocked in us and it makes it unfruitful. So no matter what you say, it is not fruitful. It is not, it is not making the desired impact. Still talking about hypocrites. Some people, they are living in sin. Double standard life. They call themselves Christians. But they are perpetual sinners. You, you are in a relationship. And you are sleeping together with the person. And you, you, because of, you think they will come to your church. They will come. So, we, we know our sinfulness. And we don't want to be hypocrites. So we keep silent. Well, I'm not the father. I'm not the mother. I'm not the brother. What's my own? Let me, let me, let them be. You know, it is important, ladies and gentlemen. Matthew chapter 7, verse 3 to verse 5. When we live in sin, already like we said, this morning in Sunday school again. Are you the Sunday school? We are, the passion, the zeal for the gospel has left us because we are living in So the fire of the Holy Spirit is not in us. We are so cold that you will see people living in sin and you are comfortable. When you become comfortable with the uncomfortable, you have a problem. 
what is meant to make you uncomfortable. When you become comfortable with it, there is a problem. There is a, there is a, you yourself, you have a problem. If I see things that I just get restless in my spirit. I may not say anything, but I get restless. If I know you, I will speak. You can't stop me. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eyes and pay no attention to the plank in your own eyes? First of all, take, sort yourself out first. You have to tell you, look at, look at how dirty you are. Me if I'm not clean. <laughs> and I'm trying to correct you. But me, me why? Me also I'm dirty. Ladies and gentlemen, as we continue to grow in Christ, let us invite others for the journey towards Christ-likeness. Let us remember that Jesus taught his disciples to remove the plant from their own eyes first. Unrepentant sin will rob us of the joy and it will hamper our evangelism. People that live in sin, they cannot pursue holiness. It becomes difficult. It becomes almost impossible because they are perpetual sinners. Psalm 51 verse 2 and verse 13 as random. Psalm 51, verse 7, verse 13. This was David speaking. This was, his, this was what he said after he had committed murders. What he said. And, and if you look at scriptures, many of them are not perfect. We're, talk, we're talking about Apostle Paul. He used to be, he, used, he, he, he was killing Christians. In fact, he was on his road to, he, 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 was, he was on his on his way to the king to sign an information for him. And he encountered Jesus. He encountered Holy Spirit. He, say, this was, he says, Restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. Verse 13. Then I will teach transgressors your ways and sinners will talk. But then, restore me first, Lord. Restore me first. Then I can. If a card that is not restored is useless. If you don't restore your phone, your phone is useless. You have to first restore your phone, make it back to what is meant to be, then you can use them, it becomes useful. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to encourage us, no matter what name people will give you, start from your Jerusalem, the people around you. Let me, you know, when I was a student, the ACS in my, on my campus, they just, they just plant club, all those things. And the ACS president, we became friends. And we have conversation about, about, about church. He himself is Nigerian, but he said, I'm atheist. That's your problem. Well, not his problem, but we, you know, we, we spoke a few times. So anytime he comes to the library to hand out clubbing flyer, he will pass me by, give the rest. Because he knows that there's no point. I'm not going to compromise my faith. And he will come back and say this thing. Eventually he became born again. Eventually he gave his life to Christ. And he was telling the president after him. And say, ah, this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy. Because I never gave up. I never judged him. But I kept telling him. And for some days, he will see me. He will just dodge. He will go, I will go back next time. <laughs> I want us to be encouraged. Ladies and gentlemen, that the, 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 the evangelism is a requirement for you and I. All of us here today, the only reason why we are saved is because somebody evangelized to us. Only a few people that just appeared to them from nowhere and they became born again. Even at that, they'll be confused. They'll look for a church. 
that the pastor will tell them what happened to them. And they will give their life. Even Paul, when Paul had that experience, he had to go to Damascus. He had to go and meet somebody. And God had already spoken to that person. And they, they connected together. Let's rise up on our feet. I want you to pray and say, God, help me, oh Lord God, help me. I don't want to be an hypocrite. You see, you don't have to be a sinner to be hypocrite. The fact that you know what your friends are doing is wrong and you don't feel, you don't want to talk to them. You are being an hypocrite because you don't believe in what they are doing, yet you are encouraged. You see, when you are silent about a wrongdoing, that means you are encouraged, that means you accept it. That means you are encouraging it. Let the, you don't have to, you don't have to, you don't have to abuse them, but let them know where you stand. Let them know. Talk is free, at least amongst your friends. If they are indeed your friend, they will know. I have friends when I was a, when I was a student. They will all be going clubbing. I won't go with them. And when the time came, I invited them to church. They all came one by one because I wasn't living the kind of life they were living. So it's easier not to say that I was self-righteous and perfect, but I was able to speak to them. I wanted to pray and say, God, let grace help me, O oh Lord, God, help me. Let the passion and the zeal for evangelism, let it be restored unto me in the name of Jesus. Maybe if it is fear, whatever it may be, whatever, just say, God, help me, help me, help me. There are so many things I could have spoken about. Some people, is ignorant, they don't even know ignorance. Ignorant. Some people, they have the wrong gospel. They feel that, well, Evangelism is for pastors. It's for, it's, it's for church people. It's for those who are leaders. No, it's for everyone. Just pray and say, God, help me. Help me. Help me, oh Lord God. Give me understanding. Give me wisdom. Help me overcome my fear, my worry, my anxiety. The fear of whatever kind of fear. Just say, God, help me, Lord. Help me. Help me, oh Lord God. Just give me a new idea. Give me a new strategy. Help me to be able to do this. To be able to do your will. To be able to evangelize. To be able to preach the gospel. In the name of Jesus. It is the gospel. The power of the gospel will save. But how, how will people be saved if they don't hear? How will they hear if nobody tell them? How will they hear if you don't tell them? You think, how did you hear if nobody told you? How did, you think, how did you hear the gospel? Is it maybe your parents or somebody told you? Some of us, even though our parents are Christians, we find out about God through our colleagues. Help us, O oh Lord God. O Rasate Lebosha. Lord, we are sorry for the things we have made it. We are sorry for our ignorance. We are sorry for our mistakes. We are sorry, O oh Lord God, that we have just ignored you for too long. That we have been non-challenged for too long. We just don't care. Because I don't know them. I don't care about them. That is not the Christ-like example. That is not what Christ would do. That is not the kingdom principle. Say, God, have mercy on me. Lord, from today I repent. Say, God, from today I repent. As, I'm, as you are praying and praying, Lord, from today I repent. I repent, oh Lord, God, I repent. You know, Amen. I'm going to round up on this. When I joined the army, usually when we have when we have events, at the end of the day, they will all go to the pub because I told them I cannot go with them. I don't care whether you're my major, you're my boss. I'm not going. You know, they change because of me. And you would think, ah, let me not disturb them. Let me just go. I will be drinking my water. Or I'll be drinking Red Bull. You are fooling yourself. Let them know. I'm not because of me, they changed. So anytime 
lobbies with us who will do this instead. In fact, some of them are saying that they will come to my church soon. I know they are making, they are joking, but eventually that soon, God will make it real. God will make it, that, that is what God can do. People can see, people can be deceiving and say, I will change, I will change, because you are putting them in prayer, that change will come, surprisingly. That change, even them, they, they won't know when the change will come. Don't be afraid, ladies and gentlemen. Whoever the person is, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid, don't be afraid, don't be afraid. Other religions are not afraid. You see people who get a job, sorry, I can't work on Friday because I have prayers. And you, you say, oh, I, I can do Sundays because Sunday pay is more. You can't do Sunday. You are, you are putting money ahead of God. You are putting money ahead of God. It's so important that we allow God to do His work because if we are not filled by the Spirit, we cannot do it. We need the Spirit of God. Lord, help us in the name of Jesus. Lord, we repent. We are sorry for the thing that we have made it. We are sorry, Lord, for what we have done. Have mercy on us, sir. Father, we thank you. We worship you, Lord. We give you all the praise. We give you all the glory. In Jesus' name we have prayed. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Father, in the name of Jesus. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. Lord, we ask, oh Lord God, have mercy on us in the name of Jesus. Lord, help us to be an example of Christ in the name of Jesus. In our actions and our reactions in the name of Jesus. Lord, we are sorry, all of us, that we have been cold about evangelism. Lord, from today, let the passion be reignited in the name of Jesus. Lord, let passion, let fire, let zeal be reignited in the name of Jesus. Lord, Give us the right idea, the right strategy, the right words, the right things to say in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. Even for those who are, who are discouraged, let them be encouraged in the name of Jesus. We commit this week into your hand. It shall be a productive week in the name of Jesus. You have seen us through the beginning of September. A few more days see us to the end in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. We give you all the praise, sir. We give you all the glory. In Jesus' name we have prayed. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Can we share the grace of and fellowship? And the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, God's goodness and his mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen.